Broadcasting live from the Academy Ruins on the Plain of Dominaria. This is Tap Tap Concede. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's show. Uh, I'm James and I'm joined by this week, this week by... Kathleen! And Cameron. I pointed at them for anybody who's listening at home. Uh, we got a good show to, uh, for you this week. We're going to be doing some Q&A. Uh, whenever we do Q&As, I ask that over on Twitter, at LRRMTG. So make sure to follow that channel or that account if you haven't already, and then that way in future episodes you'll be able to ask us questions. But first, some housekeeping. Number one, this podcast is brought to you by GuardKingdom.com slash LRR. GuardKingdom.com is a place where you can go and buy magic cards. Isn't that right, Kathleen? It's right. It's a kingdom of cards. And it's a place where you can go and buy magic card accessories. Isn't that right, Cam? It is. It's really more of a mercantile kiss, uh, uh, kingdom, I suppose. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so anyways, cardkingdom.com slash LRR. That applies the affiliate code. It lets them know that we sent you there. Uh, they've been sponsoring this podcast along with our Thursday afternoon draft, along with our Friday evening, uh, Friday night paper fight. They've been great to us. We love them. We use them. And you should go check them out. Be sure at the very end of your order to say Loading Ready Run sent me button, please. And you will get a button. Currently, that button is moved to Cheat Step. Um, but the buttons go quick. So it's Friday while we're recording this. You'll listen to it at earliest on Monday. Who knows? The buttons could be gone. I, I can't I can't promise you anything. So we thank you, Card Kingdom. And, of course, Patreon.com slash Loading Ready Run. We couldn't do any of this uh, without your support over at Patreon. So, yeah, check it out. Patreon.com slash Loading, ready, run. All right, so before we get into the Crack-A-Pack, I really quickly want to talk about two things. One, Magic Fest Seattle. Uh, we are going to be there at the end, not the end of June, but in June. I think it's like the, t- the weekend of the 20, 20th, 22nd. 20 to the 23rd. 20 to the 23rd, says Beach. I believe him. Mm-hmm. Um, myself and Cameron Hi. and Ben and Graham and Serge and Graham. And, and Adam. Beach and Adam. I think I said somebody that you said Graham, Graham twice. twice. Oh. We have a and second Adam Graham. zeros. No, we're not supposed to tell them about the second Graham. Shoot. Graham Anyways, Prime and Grant. Those those six of us plus Beach. Who's Everybody going, in this room except me. Who's going to be manning our table <gasps> at Magic Fest Seattle, which means we're actually going to have merch to sell, which is mm. really exciting. In addition um, to that, Beach will also be available to do custom altars for you. Oh, that's exciting. By, by way of just simply scrolling on your card to yeah. maybe draw faces, I don't know. That's yeah, fair. like they're and not going to be good. I didn't guarantee any it's quality. It's a little known fact that Beach is a professional uh, tier magic card gra- uh, grader. So bring him your power nine in order to <laughs> see if they're real or not, and he'll do the bend test on them. Ooh, that sounds like fun. So uh, at Magic Fest, we'll be doing, um, I think we're going to be doing a live tap tap concede slash Q&A. Um, I think we're going to be doing our Thursday afternoon Lure MTG draft from the stage there. Should be a lot of fun. Um, if you were at Vancouver, uh, which I assume most of you weren't, but we did a really fun event called Draft with Lure, which went over really well. So we're going to try to do that again. Um, and then we'll just be there all weekend playing games, side events. Most of us, I think, are going to check out the main event. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Uh, you can pre-register. Uh, I don't know the website for CFB events. I think it's actually just cfbevents.com, but search CFB events and you'll find a link to it. You can pre-register. At the end of that registration pro- process for any GP or at Magic Fest this year, I think there's a box at the end where you can put a little code. If you put LRR 
uh, that helps us out. It lets them know that you know you're going and you, because you're fans of us. And that we'll would get be that actual website great. for you by the end of the episode. I'll look it up and I'll sure. let Bijou know what it is. Perfect. Um, also, I just want to clarify that 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 we are going to be at Magic Fest, yes. Seattle. Bijou will be at Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest Fest, which is oh. actually a very small and exclusive it's, con. It's, it's across. It's across the road at our hotel in his room. There'll be Beach and a pineapple. The pineapple is the international symbol of hospitality. Yeah, absolutely. I really like pineapple. <laughs> That's why I gave you delicious. a pineapple. Um, so Magic Fest, Seattle. You should be there. It'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be so much fun. I'm very sad I can't go. Next up, War of the Spark nicknames. Um, so last uh, set, which was Ravnica Allegiance, yeah. mm-hmm. we did the nicknames via a subreddit. And overall, it went fairly well. I'm not going to say it went perfectly. There were some kinks, um, and we're not quite ready to just say, no, let's do something different. We want to try it out again. So I know that there are a few of you out there who weren't big fans of it. Um, I'm sorry. I'm hoping that some of the things that we're doing to change it will alleviate some concerns. And if not, we'll re- re- re-examine again uh, later this year for the next set. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to remain on Reddit. But what we're going to do is we're going to put Reddit, that subreddit, particular subreddit, in contest mode. And what contest mode does is it removes um, it removes this. It removes the actual number of upvotes and downvotes a post has. It also completely randomizes the order in which you see entries uh, in particular threads. So if, for instance, you go to Cam Name a Card for More of the Spark. Ralph Zarek. Lightning dude. Cool. If you go to Ralz Eric's forum post, Reddit post, in the subreddit, when you click it, you're going to get a list of everything that has been submitted for nicknames. But it's going to be in a completely random order. That was one of the big complaints was the latest uh, submissions came to the top. Mm. And those would generally get favorable reviews because they were right there when you mm. when you logged in. Now, if I click on Ralz Eric. I'm going to get a completely different link than if Cameron clicked on Mm. Ralzarek, which should help a lot. And then the other thing, as I said, is we're actually going to hide the number of upvotes. So you won't actually know which one is at the top and which one's at the bottom or and what's in between, which we think are going to is going to go a long way to actually helping this work really well, because apart from basically just going back and doing it for ourselves again, um, we think this is a good way of doing it. Um, the old way where we just opened up a Google form is it just doesn't work. It's 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 literally I think over ten thousand submissions and it's just grueling and it's mm. it took longer than just writing them ourselves. The the, so. the loading time on that spreadsheet was abysmal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Like even on a fat just because there's so much stuff on the spreadsheet and yeah. it would just take. Yeah, and then having, yeah, it was very, 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 very hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And very slow. So we're hoping this is going to work. And if it doesn't, if it still kind of doesn't work for everybody, well, we can reevaluate. Luckily, it, nothing's set in stone. So uh, by the time you hear this, the subreddit should be ready. Uh, we're using the same subreddit, but you can go to lrr.cc slash war. Link is on the screen right now. Link will be in the description of the video. Um, that will take you directly to the subreddit. Uh, it does, yes, mean that you need a Reddit account to participate. 
Um, but that is just sort of you the price. You needed a of, Gmail account before. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just sort of the price of doing business, uh, and we're going to see how it goes. So we're excited, uh, and then you can look forward to that probably not the next episode, but the episode after that. So there'll be one episode between the one that we're here now announcing and the actual nickname. So look forward to that in two weeks' time. We'll remind you again as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll, we'll be telling you on, on Twitter and the streams and stuff like that. So, all right. That does it for all of the little announcements. Uh, I have an announcement. Okay. James, you look very nice today. Thank you. Yeah, purple is your, or lavender is your color. Yeah, it's a good, is that a new shirt? No, I've had it for a while. Oh, well, I haven't seen it recently, so I forgot it existed. I think you look great. Cameron, you you also look great. Oh, thank you. You look great as well, Kathleen. I look okay. Beach. (laughs) I am amazing. Okay. I mean, I was going to say you look great, but you're kind of full of yourself, so I'm going to maybe yeah. take you down wow, a peg okay. or two. I, I like Beach's confidence. <laughs> I need a new shirt. <laughs> this is the only one I have left. I've worn it for six days straight. Nobody said anything. Please don't mail us new shirts. <laughs> All right. It's true. Beach just breaks up the joints in his shirt with a ball-peen hammer every morning. Jeez. Also gross. <laughs> All right. Let's crack a pack. Yikes. And then we're going to get to your Q&As. So, Kathleen, roll the dice. Cameron, catch. Mm-hmm. Eight. Wheat. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeet. Oh, man, it's not English. Ooh. It looks like, so it's from uh, Morton, uh, Mail Time. Mm-hmm. And this is a pack of uh, Planar, ca- no, Planar Plan- Chaos? Chaos dimens- yeah, Planar Chaos. Ca- Dimensional. Yeah. Ooh, French All Planar Chaos. Chaos. Well, Cameron, you speak some French, right? I can read some French. <laughs> I mean, that's more than I can. I All went right. through a basic Canadian education, which left me unilingual. I I was in, uh, my entire education was in French until grade seven. Mm. All right. I didn't pay attention then either. So I believe um, this is River Boa. Am I in the right spot here, Beach? Uh, further up. Hmm? I'm a little worried that it might not quite. Oh, go up higher. I'm sorry. Why is it not picking that up? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I need to. So wait, what was the set again? Planar, Planar chaos. Ca- Planar chaos. Yeah. That, uh, no, wanna... sorry. This is Italian. Busta da a fifteen calta. Yeah. Espel. We might need to cut this part out. How how far how far back is Planar chaos? It's from 2007. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, I see plane chase. <laughs> Keep going. I sage. You'll get there. Well, you went way too far. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. If it's in chronological order and you've gone the ice age, you've gone far too far. Oh, time spiral. Oh, planar chaos. Yay. Yay. Hey, Yay. Meyer Bowen. Meyer Bowen. Damn it. I was so close. Uh, one and a green for a 2-1 snake. It has swamp walk. And for one green, you can regenerate Meyer Boa. Oh, that's actually pretty good, I the think. The card is sweet. It's in my. It was in my snake mander deck when I used to have that thing. So card's pretty good. Uh, I have zero idea what this one is. Utopia Vow, one in a green, enchantment aura, enchant creature. Enchanted creature can't attack or block. Enchanted creature has tap to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Okay, this is a fascinating card. Huh. So it, it it's an arrest. It locks down a creature, but it turns it into a mana dork. Interesting. And it's in green, which is not typically where you see, see. the can't attack or block enchantment. No. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I feel like I would use this on 
an irrelevant creature of my own. Yeah. Or just as removal. Yeah, I mean, it can... What was the green commander card that turned something into a basic forest? Oh, I don't remember. But, yeah, I mean, basically, like, if you're playing... I think if you're playing, like, a mono-green commander deck, this actually feels like it could be kind of good because, mm -hmm. yeah, green well, doesn't generally get this effect, so... And it turns the big, like, uh, uh, splashy... Uh, dork commanders into mana dorks. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly, which is kind of legit. Yeah, and then they have to figure out a way to get them back to their command zone. Yeah, mm. I like it. Yeah, I, I, it does. It doesn't like if if something has like an ability that just happens and they don't need to attack or block for it. That will still happen though. Yep. it's yep. not foolproof. Like, yeah, I think that's an interesting card. Next up, we've got Valine Oddity. Three and a blue for a two-three illusion. It has suspend four for one and a blue. When the last time counter is removed from Valine Oddity, which is a great name, while it's removed from the game, creatures are unblockable this turn. So you basically only ever want to cast this with Suspend. And then they have the the most you see it coming unblockableness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a little weird. Uh, doesn't seem very cool. But the art's neat. Yeah. So two out of ten. Yeah, about right. Sure. This guy's weird looking uh rigid, rigid crusty <laughs> is it kusite kusite i think i guess rigid kusite for one black mana you get a horror horror spell shaper for a one one and for one and a black and tap discard a card target creature gets plus one plus oh and gains first strike until end of turn that's this is not worth it yeah this no. is the worst spell shaper ever. remember when spell shapers had good ideas yeah or good abilities like uh a uh, uh, bouncer yeah, like even if you had some sort of payoff like madness or something like that, like I just would much rather feed it to literally anything else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, pretty cool art. Mm. I dig it. Uh, we got a red card. Fury Charm, oh, right. Hey. Uh, one in a red, instant. Choose one, destroy target artifact, or target creature gets plus one, plus one, and gains trample until end of turn, or remove two time counters from target permanent or suspended card. Uh seems okay i mean it got reprinted in the first modern masters set yeah i mean any card that gives you those like options is mm -hmm. never a bad thing well um, yeah it can either so. be a combat trick or a shatter yeah those are fine they, mm -hmm. they, they seem really good uh next up we've got the evolution charm so the green charm for one in a green instant choose one search your library for a basic land card reveal it put it into your hand then shuffle your library or return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand or target creature gains flying until end of turn since when does green give things flying I, well nowadays green gives things reach yeah mm. uh i think i prefer the red charm over the green charm yeah. I mean, I guess searching your land for yeah. searching your library for a basic land card is pretty pretty nifty, but and the regrowth is good. Yeah. And I mean, like, I guess target creature gaining flying could just end the game, but I mean, this is all like basically a third of a card, a third of a card, a third of a card to sure. stitch together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I feel like the the use case scenario to bring this one out of the sideboard is, or to bring a card like this out of the sideboard is better for the red one. Mm hmm. Hmm. That's fair. Uh, next up, another blue card. What is it? Reality Acid. Whoa! Two and a blue for an enchantment aura. It has enchant permanent and vanishing three. When Reality Acid leaves play, enchanted permanent controller sacrifices. So vanishing is this permanent comes into play with three time counters on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove a time counter from it. When the last is removed, sacrifice it. So mm. it is a very slow removal card. 
Yeah. And it looks like a VOC's album cover, which is also important. <laughs> but uh, maybe it's, it's weird conditional blue removal, so I guess it's like somewhat re yeah. somewhat playable, but overall it seems kind of meh. I don't know enough about this set to know if this was like, well, it stinks, but I'm playing it or yeah. oh, it like, stinks. 3 turns is an awful lot of time for a card to do work. Yeah. 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 Like, if your best play is to try to get rid of their bomb with this card, you yeah, still have to deal with it for three extra turns, so. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you did just pull up a card, though, that allows you to pull time counters off of stuff, right? Sure. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. I mean, if you, can, if you can hasten the vanishing, then it becomes a little bit better, but that's that means you're now requiring two, two cards, cards and still a little bit of time to get rid of one and card. And still a so, turn. Yeah. Not that great. Don't like it. Uh, next up, we got this black thing called the Deadly Grub. Uh, two and a black for a 3-1. It's an insect. It has vanishing three, so you know that this thing is going to go away. When Deadly Grub is put into a graveyard from play, if it had no time counters on it, put a 6-1 green insect creature token into play with this creature can't be the target of spells or abilities. So shroud. Well, this sucks. This huh. does suck. 3-1 yeah. um, suck. Especially uh, for three. Especially for three. And six ones without any other sort of evasion other than it can't be the target of spells or ability. It still it just still means you can block it with a one one and it dies. Yeah. So yeah. no. Boo. It's a terrible card. F. F F minus. Uh Gossamer Phantasm. This art is legit. Mm. One and a blue for an illusion. It is a two one. It has flying, and it has the sort of the de facto illusion, which is when it becomes the target of a spell or ability, sacrifice it. This card seems sweet. Yeah, a, a Welkin turn that can block. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's... I think this is like the best card of the pack so far. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Probably. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I like it. Uh, we got a green... Oh, how do you pronounce this one? Fahadia. Fahadia Seer. One and a green. For 1-1, one, one, Human Shaman, tap, draw a card and reveal it. If it isn't a land, discard it. No. I mean, it's this could weird have some blue. utility in like, like some kind of reanimator. Yeah, yeah, but it's weird blue. It's like green's version of looting. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, everything's on the color pot. Everything color yeah, pot is off in this in this set. I forgot, which yeah. is why I was like, wow. Because you're gonna see this next card, which is literally just giant growth in oh, red. Right. right. Yeah. Which is brute force. One red mana, instant target creature gets plus three plus three until end of turn. It is literally giant growth, but in red. That's kind of what the set was all about, which is kind of cool. Uh, next, we are into the uncommons. We have the Aether Membrane. Oops. We have the Aether Membrane. For one red red, you get a wall, an O5 wall with Defender. Aether Membrane can block as though it had flying, so it has reach. Okay. Whenever it blocks a creature, return that creature to its owner's hand at the end of combat. Oh. You know, when I draft red, this is exactly what I want to do with my third turn. <laughs> yeah, right? Let's play, play an O5. And, like, a hard third turn red cast with that double red. Yeah. Like, what is going on with this card? It's terrible. The color pie is all mixed up here. Yeah. No, bad card. Let's see if the green I mean, does I kind of like better. as, like, you can't attack me. Yeah. Right? Uh, next up, we've got Anna Battle Mage. Two and a green for a human wizard. It's a 2-2. Two -two. It has kicker of either two and a blue and or one and a black. If the two and a blue is paid, target player discards three cards. That's not uh, okay. That's, that's pretty interesting. It's not bad. Mm -hmm. And if the black kicker was paid, 
Uh, tap target, untap creature, and that creature deals damage equal to its power to its controller, which is a very weird ability. I, I remember like the uh, the Volvers from Invasion Block. Mm -hmm. The and this was what the um, wedges were originally called. Right. Um, the green one was Ana. Yeah. And then there was Seta, Dega, Necra, and I don't remember. I don't remember. Them oh all. right, right, yeah. yeah. But this was like, I remember when Khans was coming out, people were like, well, actually, Sultai is properly called Ana. And then everybody was like, Sultai. Yeah. Cool. Uh, oh, this card seems kind of neat. I don't. The I mean, black two, kicker two cost. for three as the base thing, or like, you don't it's really. It's bad. No, you, you, you never. You don't want to cast this. You always want to kick it. And the blue kick seems better than the black kick. Um, well. Discarding three cards is pretty big game. I mean, you're doing it. The problem is, is that the earliest you're doing it is probably turn, turn five, five, maybe, if, if you you're have, lucky, if you have a ramp. And then do they have three cards in hand still? Uh, they could. I mean, it's backbreaking if they have exactly three. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. It, it's definitely, it, it feels okay. Yeah, and yeah. what I, I mean, the blue, the black ability is like not as good, but imagine, like, let's join me. I've booked three tickets to Magical Christmas Land. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Big board stalemate. Yep. But they got like a big, a big chumpery doo doodle doo that is just basically shutting down your whole team. You tap that guy, he deals like five damage or whatever, like yeah. to his controller. Then you just have to swing in. You can make a bunch of bad attacks, and maybe only you can just punch through for your last bit of damage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe this guy's sometimes a lava axe. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's how I see it. All right, two more cards. We've got the blue Sarah Angel, Ooh, which Sarah is the Sphinx. Sarah Sphinx. Three blue, blue, four, four, flying vigilance Sphinx. I'm taking that. That's just good. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that it's rare, uh, yeah. but there it is. The I mean, blue, blue Sarah Angel. Sarah Angel was rare in white in several core sets. Yeah, but it very it went down to uncommon. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, back then, who knows? Anyways, and we have one more blue rare, oh. which is the Aeon Chronicler. Three and a three blue blue for a star star avatar. Power and toughness is equal to the number of cards in your hand. You suspend X, uh, X three and a blue. X can't be zero. And whenever a time counter is removed from Aeon Chronicler, while it's removed from the game, you draw a card. This is a fascinating card. Yeah. Well, I mean, you suspend it for five, and then. You said, so you so so nine mana. No, well, no, no, for or two, for sorry. so for yeah. two. You yeah. get to draw a card. You get to draw uh, two cards, right? Yeah, on your upkeep. I mean, that that's kind of interesting. I just, I, how many cards do you have hanging around in your hand when you can cast a, a five drop or maybe a six drop, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this guy helps you build your hand so back up. So I guess he's. I, I I remember seeing this in kind of like very like dollar kind of commander cards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or Commander decks. It seems cool. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm taking the Sphinx. Oh, I think the Sphinx is definitely the correct play. Yeah, Sphinx was pretty good. So was... I mean, like, this is a pretty blue-heavy pack mm -hmm. um, with the Sphinx, the Sarah Angel, and this guy right here. Mm -hmm. So pretty legit. Cool pack. Yeah. All okay. right. Neat. Ooh, what is, what is Sarah Sphinx in, in Italian? Ah, uh, Sphinja di Sarah. Hmm. Yeah, All we right. said it was French before. It was actually Italian. Mm -hmm. Nobody here knows how to speak anything but English. That's not true. <laughs> nope. All right. Uh, so we had said we were going to do a Q&A. And mm -hmm. boy, do I have a lot of cues. So let's try to get through as many of these as 
quickly as possible. For the Brewers, which EDH deck do you most want to build? If not EDH players, what other deck maybe? Uh, Cam? Uh, I don't really play EDH, but the one deck I've always wanted to pull together is the blue modern taking turns deck mm -hmm. that just loses. Okay. But takes forever to do it. Fair. I appreciate that. Kathleen? Uh, I am honestly not much of a brewer. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm not much of a brewer, but I've definitely... I do, I do feel like I should probably make another commander deck at some point. I've literally only ever made one commander deck. It was, like, God, coming up on 10 years ago now. And it was a snake commander deck. And it was bad. I'd like to actually make a good deck. Let me know in the suggestions in the comments what I should make. <laughs> um, how close do you guys follow, follow Magic's story? And is there a favorite short story or even block narrative you hold dear? I do not. I... I'm a keen follower of the magic story because mm -hmm. it impacts my job, but also because it's fun and it's good. And I think Yeheni is great. They mm. are a delight. And I really enjoyed that whole story arc with Yeheni. I, I remember really enjoying the Gitrog horror story. Oh, yeah. That was actually really good. Mm -hmm. Even as somebody who does not follow the stories, that was pretty good. Uh, all right. Next up is uh, which Planeswalker has the best voice line? Slash, which is your favorite new voice line from War of the Spark? That's that's I referencing uh, Arena. Arena. So, everybody's so oh, uh, Kiora actually is quite quite jaunty. I don't remember exactly what Kiora says, but she's just like me me me, and it's very her, and I like it a lot. I can't remember which Planeswalker, but one of them says, "If you see any good plants." let me know and that just made me laugh uh -huh. i can't remember which one said that i assume one of the green ones but i don't remember who i have not been paying that close attention actually i i just remember being like well that's not how soren sounded in my head mm. i like how davriel sounds uh, yeah he's very uh you know you know oh m'lady <laughs> right <laughs> tips mask i don't know maybe i have maybe i have a thing for like sort of like arrogant Black planeswalkers or and characters. I just talked about Yeheni. Hmm. Yeah, so. that that's fair. I I do like that Davriel apparently has like a thousand uh, pacts with various demons. Damn, that can't be fulfilled. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Davriel contract lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Con I want to say rogue, rogue contract striker or something mm. like that. Finesser. Uh, that book. All right. Next up, what? About your favorite format to play. <gasps> Limited. Limited. Mm -hmm. Specifically, Limited. Uh, best of one in Arena. Really? That's yeah. your favorite format? 100% that is my favorite format right now. Hmm. Interesting. I, I really enjoyed, um, I, I like best of three, but yeah, Limited Draft. Yeah. Yeah, we're like the majority of people around here. If you if you did not know this already, most of you sh I'm sure do. Majority of us are are limited players around these parts. So, uh, what song should be the war? Of, what song should the War of the Spark trailer be remixed with next? I haven't actually seen any of the remixes, so I don't know which ones it has been. Uh, but any ideas for a good song? Look at this graph. <laughs> uh. I mean, what are the other classic AMV songs? Dragula? Ooh. The, the, or the Dra remix of Dragula? I mean, um, Duhas, some, so, some sort of Rammstein. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of the Rammstein's Angle. Ooh, yeah. Actually, Angle is probably better, yeah. Surely something that's, that is like, uh, what about, 
I feel like there's got to be a tool song that works. Like that's just mm. like over I mean, the top. And just like something very intense and emotional. And this is not the kind of music I normally listen oh, to. Push it. Yeah. Hmm. What about all, all My Friends by LCD Sound System? <laughs> <laughs> Beach, did you have an answer? The Bare Necessities. Ooh, the Bare Necessities. The Bare Necessities. I love it. Um, but sung the same way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So with Nicol Bolas in the prison realm, who do you think the new big bad of the multiverse will be? I've got theories. I've got theories. Okay. All right. Let's all go into Kathleen's fan theories. All right. Obviously, our next big bad is going to be hunting down Tezzeret, who's probably going to go back to Phyrexia, just because I think that's been pretty accurately. Like, that was, like, telegraphed, apparently, in the story when they were, like, Tezzeret, we're shutting down the planar bridge. And he's like, I hope you get rid of Bolas because then no one will be able to stop me. <laughs> and then like buggered off, did his thing. So Tezzeret's probably the next big bad. Then we'll probably have to go back to New Phyrexia, which is going to be cool as hell. Mm. Uh, and I'm excited for that. And then in before, Nicol Bolas somehow regains his memory in the prison realm, but comes back different. Or Ooh. is he? Question mark? Who knows? I think that's great. Wizards, I don't even care if you didn't think of that. You can use it. All right. I, I I do like the um the idea that you've got like, um, the the lieutenant is going to be the big bad now. That's mm -hmm. very Tolkieny. Yeah. Right? Like after after they locked away Morgoth Bolglier in the, you know whatever the alternate dimension, in the Silmarillion. You know then you had like this random weirdo, uh, sub guy named um named Sauron. Yeah. Right. Who was left over. He was yeah, very yeah. pretty. <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I'm sure he's. That scamp will will get up to no good. I mean, at some we point. we might we might not go directly back to New Phyrexia. I don't think I don't think we will. I could see it happening soon. I I would like to see. I could see it happening in the same standard rotation. Yeah, I'd like to see like a big a new big bad as well, like somebody we haven't met before. Like mm. it feels like, um, especially sort of at that the sort of the so, like like literally physical size mm. that Nicol Bolas. And say um, the Eldrazi and stuff. Right, they're like, very like physically. They're just imposing physically and... big and imposing, and like that would be pretty cool. I'd I like to see something. I like feel that. like uh, with all like the wrapping up of plot points, the next Magic set uh, I feel like is ripe for a. We've never been here before. Mm -hmm. Maybe a couple of planeswalkers that had small roles in War of the Spark or appeared. Mm -hmm. uh, right, are here. They're doing a thing. They meet a thing. Maybe they solve that thing, and it's got sort of like a. Meanwhile, elsewhere in the right. multiverse, yeah, smaller evils are happening. Right. Yeah, you've got the Avengers of the Gatewatch, and then maybe you could have like some of the other form planeswalkers form the inv the Invisibles. Or yeah, something. that'd be cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Next question here is War. Of the Spark Draft, a good experience for new players. No. In franchise players. Yes. Hmm. And then this person, I'm curious. I mean, it's kind of hard. It's a bit of a one-way conversation. But they say, I think, no to both. Uh, but be curious to know what you all think. I'd be curious to know why you think it's not good for enfranchised players. Because I it's think it is. Hell. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's one of the best draft environments uh, I've, it, I've played in a long time. It feels very powerful. Yeah, it is very it, powerful. It's incredibly powerful. It has made me think more than I have ever thought while playing the game in a while. I don't remember the last time I, I've just really been stuck on a board state, but also enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, no, it's not a good place for new players, which is always awkward, mm. right? Like, their concessions have to be made. Not every set can be perfect for both. Yeah. Um, that's what the course That's what the course vets are for, and we get that in a few months, so. 
my 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 very preliminary War of the Spark thoughts are one. This is the most stressful magic format I've ever played mm-hmm. because literally one like somebody's just like bomb totally changes the game my plans right and then you're like bomb and you're like nah and then they're like bomb and you're like whoa i need a i need like a cigarette but not actually (laughs) after you play a game right Mm -hmm. sometimes it's very intense um the uh but what i like about it is that like in the couple drafts i've done people are like oh that card's not good and that card's not good but that card's good it turns out they're all good in their own weird situational Mm -hmm. way i saw graham playing or no i saw caleb durdenwald streaming last night he was playing against somebody who had Watley out mm-hmm. as a planeswalker, which, as we know, is not like a very high. It's a pretty pick. low tier one. Except he put together a deck of like things with huge butts. So he had like charity extractors and the two fives, and it was oh, brutal. Right. Yeah, yeah, charity extractor would be a beating. Yeah, and 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 like Caleb had a ridiculous uh, blue white deck, so he won anyhow. But it was very close, mm-hmm. right? And so here's the deal: like, there's these cards that don't look great, but like, there's enough to there's there's all of these weird build arounds that you can just go for. And like I was drafting, and I was like, "Oh, I've got the Soren's Thirst or whatever, the two black black removal spell because I'm yep. heavy blue black." People were like, "No, that's no good." And I ended up boarding it in, and it was great because my opponent had had creatures with two toughness, and I and it was actually good against like some of the key pieces of their Ooh. deck. So mm-hmm. like, there's always a use for something. It's a very well designed set. Nice. Um, this is kind of an interesting question. How has Magic changed for you in the past few years, Cam? Well, I went from playing Magic in like 94, 95 and putting together terrible decks and to putting together terrible decks now. (laughs) But now I draft. All right. That's how it's changed, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm stuck in a rut. Like, it's... A Magic rut. I mean, Magic is definitely... I definitely spend more time, I think this is true for most of us, um, thinking, talking, and creating magic content. Like, thinking and talking about magic and creating magic content than maybe we do playing magic content. Mm. Um, Arena has definitely helped sway that, I think, back a little bit. I would say before Arena, I would say the few years leading up to Arena was the least I'd played magic since we came back to the game in 2010 or whatever it was, um, I just sort of stopped playing. Not altogether, but almost entirely on my own. I'd still draft for, you know, I'd still stream it and I'd still do uh, drafts uh, here at the office, but that was kind of it. Arena has definitely helped me bring bring that, bring that me back into the game, which has been great. Um, but Magic is, is it's definitely different when it's your job, right? Mm-hmm. And I, Kathleen, I know you can talk to that as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, I had a, a significant life-changing event, I would say, three and a half years ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't play as much ma- magic as I used to. Uh, please release Arena on Mac, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's we have, fair. We have one PC in our house, and it's always being used by the other person who also plays Arena mm-hmm. on it. Um, so, But uh, I really like magic. Magic is good. Magic has gotten very good in the past couple years, and mm. I feel the itch to play more frequently than before because the formats are fun and like especially this whole Ravnica block's been really good and Dominaria was really good I agree Uh, I guess now that I've had a moment to think about it I can say that I've stopped collecting cards oh yes in the last few years I used to just like bring all my cards home bring all my draft decks home and like just keep piles and piles of magic and I've stopped doing that because I realized I don't want 
them. Yep. I still have in my closet entirely just because I'm lazy. I have probably three, four column long boxes mm -hmm. worth of cards that probably have essentially no value. Mm -hmm. um, I have a couple cards and sealed product that are either I keep for sentimental reasons or uh, because I know they're probably going to be worth something in the future. And then that's it. That's all I have anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I have no trade binder. I sold off all my valuable cards years ago. Yeah, I definitely do not keep a collection anymore. So, mm. um, all right. Next question here. Uh, getting back on the arena thing. Favorite thing about arena? Uh, I Everything. Mean, it's it, so good. It's it's the easiest, fastest, and most fun way to play Magic. Yeah, um, they've made it very like seamless to just be like, you know what? I feel like doing I, a draft. Yes. I'm drafting. And that's the big thing is like when we first came back to the game and Mitgo was your only option before leagues were a thing, you know, if you wanted to draft, you had to invest at least, you know, if you wanted to actually like sit down and, and be able to play all three rounds, you were investing two hours mm -hmm. of your time because not only were you drafting slowly with humans over the course of a 15 minute period and then you'd have a 15 minute deck building time which everybody which at least one person would take the full amount of time for and then you would have three 50 minute rounds at least one of each of those matches were going to go to time which means every round went for 50 minutes and you had to wait it sucked yeah it was horrible it was a terrible experience and they when they introduced um leagues on Mitko, that was life-changing. Do you remember like the limited resources when they were just like, people were like mad that they wouldn't be like, not mad, people were concerned that they wouldn't be playing against the people they had drafted, drafted against. against yeah. And LSV was just like, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. No. Yeah. And like, I, I think, I, I would love to see um, human to human drafting on Arena at some point. Yes, I, I would too. I think I would still probably draft the bots more often than I would draft with humans, hmm. but I would love the option to. And not only uh, random, but I would love um, the ability for like eight friends to get hmm. together on Arena and be like, hey, let's do a draft. Yeah. Right? Agreed. And we all jump into this like pre made thing that exists in the client where it's just like, join this game with this password. And when all eight of you are there, it fires. And now you get to play games. That would be amazing. Yeah, that right? would be awesome. That's that's the kind of thing that I would love to see in Arena. But Arena is has made magic more accessible than ever before, and that's yeah. Good. I, I would like to see human drafters in the in in Arena, just because like sometimes with the bots over or undervaluing certain cards, it leads to like a distortion of the limited format. Mm -hmm. Like how you could always get the Gates deck in Allegiance, but you couldn't get it in real life, right? Right. Thing. Yeah, it's one of those tricky things where it's like with enough time, I think you could make the bots work really well, but by the time you have the information needed to do that, the format's moved on. Mm. In, by which I mean the format is now outdated and we're drafting the next set. Like, I yeah, think it's not a you, challenge I envy. No, not no. at all, but it's great. I love it. Um, Dominaria versus War, which draft format did you like better? War, 100% war. war. I haven't done enough. Yeah, that's fair. No opinion. All right, uh, next up. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. If there is a is there a tribe that you love the design and flavor of that you don't play because it isn't strong enough? Elementals from uh, Lorwyn Shadowmore. Mm. I love the look of them. I loved 
their abilities, and there's like two good ones. The red black elementals were so cool looking. Any ideas, Kathleen? I'm thinking about all the tribes. I don't play because they're not good enough. All the tribes I like are good. <laughs> like, fair. Make make even more powerful vampires, please. Mm, fair. Oh, uh, make more red vampires. Actually, red vampires are sort of underappreciated. Like, I, I agree. Yeah, because yeah. I like the. I feel like if you're going to build a multicolored vampire deck, first of all, it's probably going to be mostly black. But you're going to go white black at this point, not red black. I mean, I would go just go Mardu. Mardu. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get a couple more here. It's going to be a shorter podcast today, but that's fine. Given the success of the War of the Spark trailer, what's your take as entertainers if Hasbro decided to do something longer? Say, a Netflix series, anime, stop motion, big budget Hollywood flop. Well, I mean, don't they, they, they already have a movie development deal. They have a yeah, movie with, development with deal. Netflix, right? Uh, not with, no, no, I don't think with Netflix. I, I think, think it was just... with one of the bigger studios. Mm. I, I don't know. I mean, clearly there are no, they are nowhere near uh, production on that, but it wasn't, it was options. So it's out there. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to see, like, I, I think the best format for this would be like, honestly, like an animated cartoon about planeswalkers yeah. like doing their thing yeah like you you follow the adventures of teo Lightshield, new planeswalker as he discovers the right. secrets of the multiverse like we have that character now yeah like, right can, you're a planeswalker teo yeah right um, yeah i think that's and he meets I, exciting I, people <laughs> solves problems on different planes but he's then, ruthlessly taken advantage of by that darn nickel bolus who tricks him and then at the end of the at the end of every episode, the littlest hobo theme plays. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow I'll get to. Oh, uh, <laughs> thanks, Beach. Nice. Uh, I still don't like the shredded dog. That's weird. God, that card's good though. Mo is yeah, super he's great. Good. But it's so weird. I don't I don't like the dog is ripped. That's, That's fair. I mean, their dogs can get ripped. Yeah, ripped dogs. It's a thing. Uh, all right, next question. If you had the time. Or money, what format style do you wish you could play? Uh, Canadian Highlander. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Like, it, it's the local format of choice. Uh, a lot of the guys in the office play it. Uh, it's the big thing at YJ. Uh, it but looks it, so sweet but, whenever I watch one of our yeah, streams. Yeah, it, it's always really fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's expensive, and it's something that I would want to sink time into. Both yeah, those things I would need. You need time to make yourself good at Highlander, <laughs> yeah. I think. Because, like, it's not necessarily just, like, with a draft, you know, you learn the draft environment gradually, as everybody else does. But, you know, you don't have to, you know, really commit yourself to doing, like, you know, hours and hours of drafting a week. Hmm. You know, you can just draft a bit. But with Highlander, I feel like it's not necessarily just, like, you know, ooh, let's play some Highlander. It's just, like, here is my finely tuned weapon. Right. I know all it's in and out. I know how to, like, I can disassemble and reassemble and clean it in, like, under a minute or something like that. Right, right, right. And, like, the the deck I would want to put together in Highlander is still um, Mono Grixis two-for-ones. <laughs> right? Just, like, you know, the Snapcaster Mage, uh, Vendillion and Cleek, um, Cruel Ultimatum-style oh, deck. So much value. Yeah, just everything Everything is a two-for-one in, in Grixis. But I would want to be better at playing magic before committing to that. Well, I think it would make you better at playing magic, though. I think it would make me feel stupid. 
<laughs> right? Like when uh, my head already swims playing Aristocrats, and Aristocrats is notoriously a complex deck. Um, but until I can post numbers with it, it's the deck I have, and I would want to be better at it, right? Fair enough. Uh, all right. I'm going to do one more question because uh, these two have a stream to get to soon, and I don't want to hold them up. So, and this is a really interesting question. Hmm. Um, oh, no. Where to go? No. Come back. There it is. Do you think it would be interesting or healthy for R&D to release information on how many iterations a card mechanic went through and the summary of each of those changes? No. Um, interesting, yes. Mm -hmm. Healthy, no. I don't think at all. No. Um, I don't think anyone needs the discourse around, well, correct. clearly this this mechanic reached its zenith on its on its second iteration and then just got turned into garbage after that. Yeah. What I, was R&D Yeah, I, I think the general public would tear R&D apart seeing that kind of thing. However, it would be interesting. Yeah. Like, it would be, it's hard to argue against that. Like, I would love to know, you know, Jason Mind Sculptor. You know, how did that card start? Right. Where did it Where did it start, and how did it get to where it where it ended? And a bunch of cards like that could be fascinating. Same with mechanics as well, mm -hmm. right? Like, I'd love to know, you know, what's a mechanic? I don't know. Proliferate. Uh, pro that's actually the exact mechanic I was thinking <laughs> of. Um, how did that one start? Like, and where did it go? And did it Did you ever take it too far? Because like that's what I'm curious about. Is like this is where you settled. I'm curious what one step further was, right? right? Like right. where where was like the no? This is too much. We have to take a step back. Yeah, like would be was yeah was proliferate designed to match the flavor of the Phyrexians? Yeah, like so it was sort of like, and then they were like, okay, now we'll figure out the mechanics, mm -hmm. or they were just like, oh, how cool would it be to be able to like move counters and you know have them keep going, and then we'll figure out. How though? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe I would like to see that breakdown for like one or two cards, maybe just like one card a set. Like, hey, here's Bolus the Citadel, which is a huge, right, stonking very splashy. bomb. Yeah. yeah. It's in and it can dramatically swing a game. Was it always like this? And they're just like, wow, that's great. Or more realistically, what did it like? Did it cost more? Did it cost less? How did mm. they work out this paying life thing? Like. Why would they? Why did they say? Oh, maybe that's too good, or oh, that's not good enough. Yeah, we want like, something really splashy. For yeah, Bolus, well, like right? yeah, for for Bolus and Citadel, right? Especially considering that you're starting with the template of something like Ad Nauseum, mm -hmm. right? Like, how do you make that into an artifact in a way that's appreciably different from Ad Nauseum, mm -hmm. right? And interesting. Yep. Cool. Yeah. No, I think that was an interesting question. So thank you uh, for asking it. And thanks to everybody else who submitted questions today. Uh, a reminder that we do that over at twitter.com slash LRRMTG. Follow that account if you want a chance to ask questions in the future. Um, there were a lot of questions we weren't able to get to today. I apologize. Um, but maybe next time. Uh, so before we wrap up, a quick reminder that, yes, we will be at Magic Fest Seattle. Hey, look in at June that. at my.cfbevents.com. And then, like, the first thing you see there is Seattle, and then you can register from there. Nice. When you register, you can be like, mm -hmm. I'm going just for loading, ready, run. Yeah, use the code LRR. It'll let them know that we sent you there, and that would be uh, very beneficial to us. So, mm -hmm. thank you for doing so. Yeah. Don't forget our merch booth when you're there. I believe Beach will be selling spaghetti and blankets. <laughs> I, I will indeed. <laughs> 
and of course, we're doing the War of the Spark uh, nickname episode in a few weeks. So lrr.cc slash war. That will take you to the subreddit. Um, if you didn't hear the big explanation earlier, re- re- rewind the podcast. I talked about it at the start. Uh, and you can figure out all that information there. Uh, thanks again to guardkingdom.com slash LRR for sponsoring this podcast. They're a kingdom of cards. They are a kingdom of cards. And I suggest they're more of a Scandinavian merchant republic at this point. Fair, fair. Uh, Patreon.com slash loading ready run. Uh, couldn't do any of this without your support over there. So thank you uh, from all of us to all of you. Thank you for listening to this podcast today. It was a lot of fun. Did you have fun, Cameron and Kathleen? We did. Hulk noise. Hooray!